Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, potential spoilers, and references to source material. Listener discretion is advised. In a little cafe, just the other side of the border She was sitting there giving me looks that made my mouth water So I started walking her way She belonged to Batman Jose And I knew, yes I knew I should leave when I heard her say guys, it's Zan from www.spyarkin.com. Some podcasts and vain reviews about clinically enhanced narratives saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, this is another one of my little Sparkin mini movie reviews. Now, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, or just the first episode you listened to, this is one of our micro-reviews. What happens is that whenever a movie comes out, I will tend to do a quick, really fast, lightning quick summary of the film and what i thought about it i won't spoil anything i won't spoil the ending because these just came out and i will tell you if it's worth watching or not now for the most part a lot of these films are brand new they've just come out recently and this one is well it's this week it came out and since it's may i'm been very excited for this i've been waiting for this movie for a while and i'm just happy that this movie came out now the movie i'm talking about was directed by james gunn directed by kevin feige it's starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Batista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rooker, Karen Gilliam. Cameo appearance by everyone's favorite movie and comic creator Stan Lee. And Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell are in this movie. I think you can guess what I'm talking about because this movie which is made by Marvel Studios and Walt Disney Studios. You can guess I'm talking about Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, the sequel to the original Gardens of the Galaxy in 2014, and this is actually a it's an adaptation of the original premise by Marvel Comics, written by Dan Abner and Andy Lanning. Now, for those of you who are unaware of Gardens of the Galaxy, or you just didn't think that it was interesting to watch, you guys are completely crazy. Gardens of the Galaxy is a hip series which i didn't expect to be as good as it did for those of you who don't know or listen to the earlier review i'm a fan of the original guardians of the galaxy team because the ones in the movies uh star lord rocket raccoon they are from the newer team the original team from the 70s with vance astro charlie 27 starker aka starhawk yondu who's in this movie this this is a adaptation of the newer series, and I like this one because this one actually homages the original team in a really cool way, uh, and also it's got a lot of fun to it. the fa- The fact is that I went in this one really excited because I didn't expect the first one to be that good, and it was actually one of the better parts of Phase Two. And now that we're in Phase Three, I'm been open minded, seeing we're gonna see how this goes. And this was a great opening to Phase Three, especially setting up things for what's to come. Now, when we left off the Guardians of the Galaxy in the last movie, if you listen to the last review, they had finally become a team, they had saved the day, they would saved the uh, Nova, Kor, and Xandar from the Kree Empire, and now they are just mercenaries who are doing things. And what happens is that on one of their missions, they end up pissing off one entire civilization, which ends up having them being attacked by this civilization, who they've hired a bounty hunter to catch them, 
And on the other end, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, finds out more about his origin. And this film is done really well. I love that you have the dynamic of these characters still coming through. It still is that feeling of this demented, screwed-up family and how they deal with it. Now, like most sequels, I'll tell you this now, this film does suffer a little from sequelitis. They do something a little different. The first one was them coming together and focus on the team in itself. This film, what it does is it splits the team in half. So you have two concurrent stories happening at the same time. And that actually will, I hate to say it, kind of takes away the, from the film. It makes it less focused, seem a little more all over the place. And while both stories are inventive and great, they just... Sorry, I had to put on my AC. need someone to breathe in. But... Um, boop. But I've got to say, the way that this film tries to do this, it just it almost makes it but doesn't succeed. Now, the acting itself is still great. All of our main actors do a phenomenal job. Chris Pratt is still amazing as Star Lord. He's embraced this character, he's absorbed it, and he's made this space hero who's also a '80s meme generator and a very weird. <laughs> guy a great main character that we have you have gamora who is still the warrior who seems like she's starting to get feelings but she's not really but she is but she isn't they throw in this little love subplot which kind of i don't know i can see where it's going but they don't do anything with it yet they're setting it up i like that they set it up but they don't go completely to the end they didn't do the whole typical i expect this to happen at the end of the movie they don't go up but they're showing the potential for it i like that uh, Rocket is still one of the best parts. Same thing with Groot. But I mean, Groot, they make him a baby in this one. And he's a little more... I don't want to say he's annoying. But he's kind of... He's there to bring the kids in. Because kids want to see Groot. My nephew, Nicky, he wanted to see Groot because it's baby Groot. And that's what the movie is for him. It's just baby Groot. He really doesn't have a story arc except he just grows bigger and he's cute. He does little cute scampering things. Like I said, the main focus is Peter Krill... Gamora and Drax, and one of the new characters, who's Mantis, who is played by Pom Clementif, if I pronounced the name right, I hope I did, and she's an old school Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel Cosmic character. I think they made her pretty engaging and kind of faithful while updating her appearance a little bit. Now, the standout character, I think, the two who stood out the most, one, Michael Rooker as Yondu blew it out of the park. I've The first movie you heard me talk about in the first review, which I'll link down below, I talked about how I didn't like how they changed this character who was just kind of a noble savage from an alien world into this very angry, southern, mob boss-esque character. This film, it he brings it into his own. He He's more close to his comic counterpart where he has that nobility in him, even though he is a ravenger, he is a jerk, but he's a great person. And I love what they did with him. Also, speaking of the ravengers, one thing they did, and a lot of people will not realize this, and this is a slight spoiler, it's not the movie, but it's to the point, the ravengers now, you know, are based off the original Guardians of the Galaxy team. Their leader is Starker, played by Sylvester Stallone, a cameo, and he actually is the original leader of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Starhawk. Also, you had Michael Rosenbaum cameoing as Martin X, another one of the main characters from 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Ving Rhames is in this as Charlie 27, another main character. So it's like you have the majority of the, the main team there. You also have um, Michelle Yao playing Starhawk's wife slash half. It's Starhawk and Alita have a weird situation. They're kind of, but they did it very differently. I kind of like that they did it differently. I like that they're each one's, instead of it, they're all just the last members of their species. They're all Ravenger captains. I do like that. I didn't like that you don't have Vance, but Vance was one of my favorite characters. Maybe they'll do something with him, or maybe they thought he was a little too bizarre. The fact that he's from the 30th century, and he goes back in time, but he's actually in the present, and who knows. I love the fact that they include the original Guardians. I thought it was such a good fit, and it just it made me have a little nerdgasm. And just seeing it go, eee, was pretty cool. Now, the other thing now, let's talk about the big, the big person we got to talk about the villain specifically you have chris sullivan as Taserface, one of the original guides of the galaxy villains who was one of the the coolest things ever the original Taserface in the comics was an alien from the stark race they're a race that found a ship filled with tony stark's armors and they adopted it and became worshiped this technology so they absorbed all of tony stark's armors and they became a race based on the Iron Man armor, and they were known as the Starks, and their leader was Taserface, a alien who wore Iron Man armor, and his face shot out a huge laser blast, because that was how the helmet worked, it was an Iron Man mask that shot out energy out of the face. They made it that he, instead, this guy is just a Ravenger who ends up being a bad guy, who is a complete idiot. He's such a schmuck, and just like, you like, you love it. It's like, it's... All the scenes with him, you're like, are you fucking serious? This this is supposed to be the bad guy? Really? Uh, you just laugh at him and just are like, okay, this this works. Kinda. The other villain is uh, Aisha. She's from the Sovereign People, also known as Her. She's an old school character from Marvel. She's based off the Adam Warlock race, where it's, she's genetically engineered. She's supposed to be perfect. And they throw this whole dynamic with her and her race, make her a little different than Sovereigns. And... She was a little dry. She could have been a little bit better. But whatever. Now the other character I didn't speak about is Kurt Russell as Ego. Now for those who don't know in the comics, Ego is a giant planet with a face on it. Here they incorporate that and make him a celestial where he is the planet but he's also a person. So it's a little hard to explain. But they do a really good job with it. And the fact is this, they got Ego... Marvel got Ego in exchange for Negasonic Teenage Warhead for Deadpool. They swapped out the characters, and I think they did a really good job with it. They did a faithful job, and I have to say, Ego is a great character and a great addition to the Marvel MCU. I like what they did with his character, and what can I say, but it's it was really well done. The casting is amazing on this. The graphics are really fun in it. And in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this really doesn't take place anywhere. Assuming this, like, we don't know the timelines from where the Guardians are taking place to the regular timeline, so it could be anywhere. This could be happening before the Avengers meet the Chithari in Avengers. This could be happening after Age of Ultron. We don't know, but it's a nice little, it's out of time and it works so well, the way that it's set up. I do enjoy that it's its own little thing. It's like, okay, you're seeing all this stuff going on with the Infinity Stones, but this is its own little sub-story. Kind of like how Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man, is a heist film 
where the stakes aren't really having to do with anything with the Avengers. The only Avengers situation is when Ant-Man has to do a thing in the movie. If you haven't seen Ant-Man, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Also, Stanley cameo. He's got a great cameo in it, and it's him interacting with the Watchers. For those who don't know, the Watchers are the, the people who watch over all the universe, and they will. It's they're pretty cool, and I. It's funny to see them interviewing Stanley, and he's talking to them, and he's talking about little anecdotes from throughout the universe, and so it's making it so that Stanley and all the cameos is the same person. I do like that. It's kind of a little cool, little nod. It's a shame he's only got like four cameos left and he's done. We're going to miss him when he goes. Now, what am I forgetting? Oh, yes. The music. The music in this movie is perfect. Of course, he at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 1, he got Awesome Mix Volume 2. Hence the reason for the name of the movie, Volume 2. And Awesome Mix Volume 2 is a lot of fun. You have some great songs on it. You have Fleetwood Mac there. You've got uh, ELO. You've got, oh, what is that one? I have the, I downloaded the entire soundtrack. I had to. It was so worth it. Uh, the standout song really was Brandy. Uh, that's actually going to be the closer for this episode. And I got to say, I didn't expect to like this soundtrack as much as I did. It's better than the first one, I think. Also, Props to one of the hidden cameos for Zar- Zardu. You'll not you'll know Zardu when you see Zardu, but Zardu is amazing. Zardu was one of the best cameos ever, and he has a song. Anyway. So yeah, I think I'm done geeking out about this movie. Uh telling you the basics, the pluses, the minuses. And like I like I said, some parts of it, the plot were detriment. It did suffer from sequelitis. Is this good as the first film? Not really, but it is a good sequel. It's a good addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I would say right now this was probably going to be number two in the list for the Phase 3. We're going to see how the rest of them are, but right now this is number two. We're going to find out the rest of Phase 3 where it goes. I'll let you guys know once Homecoming comes out, when Infinity War comes out, and when Black Panther comes out where this lists. Right now I'm going to put this as number two, but we're going to see. Now, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, oh, my rating. Now, I'm going to have to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return. Well, actually, borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered. Oh, what were those things called in the movie? Um, uh, they're these battery cores that uh, certain character steals. <laughs> anyway, but yes, if you're offered battery cores that aliens have, then you give the movie an otherwise borrow it. Watch it. Love it. It's a good film. I highly recommend it. Just go watch it. I On Rotten Tomato as of right now, I think it's got a 80% uh, freshness rate or 85. And I'd say, it's yeah, 85. But look, we're not Rotten Tomato. We're Spire Can Movie Review. So that's what we're going to give it. We're going to give it a, a bar from a friend. Anyway, I will talk to you guys later. Hope you guys enjoy this. And before I forget... Stay till the end. This is the first film I've seen with five stingers at the end. Not one, not two, five. <laughs> five stingers, and all of them are hilarious, and they work so well, they add so much. Anyway, talk to you guys later. See you guys next time. On a western bay, and it serves. A hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their home. There's a girl
Lawrence Harbor town and she works Laying whiskey down They say brandy, fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine They say, they say brandy, you're a fine girl Father boy, but he wasn't your daddy. 